something that I felt like the Holy Spirit showed me this very clearly when my kids were probably in middle school is that one of our most important jobs as parents is to help them become who God created them to be, not who we want them to be, who we think they ought to be, but who God mm. created them to be. I agree with that. Welcome to Intentional Living Live today. We're going to visit a topic that is really at the core, the foundation, at the genesis of where all of this began here at Intentional Living. It was with ki with kids and parents, and we called it Parent Talk. And and uh, today I thought we would just open the phone lines and have parents from all over the country and grandparents come and join in, share with us one thing that has been important in raising your kids. Maybe you want to put it this way. What's one thing you want your kids to really know about life before they leave home? You know, one thing that you're trying to communicate to them uh, in terms of uh, life and and uh, values and one thing that's working for you in the home. We're all about one thing. I was I was uh, talking to a person just a couple of days ago, and they saw my wristband, the one thing, and they said, "I've I've heard that talked about somewhere." And uh, and I said, "Yeah, maybe you ever listened to Intention? Oh, yeah, I've listened to that radio program." And I said, "Well, that's where that is. One thing, the power of one thing." We believe in that. And so let's open the phone lines. Have you come and join us today? You're a parent, you're a grandparent. What's one thing that you've been working on to, as a priority for you? Is it patience? Is it praying with your kids and grandkids? Um, is it spending time with them? Is it teaching them about finding their gifts or talents? I know you probably do many of those things, but one thing that sort of percolates to the to the surface, come and join us. Love to have you do that at 888 1717. Yeah, the lines are open right now for you. 888 is the number. Now, uh, for everybody who calls, you're going to get access to our One Thing Makes a Difference 30-day devotional book. We're going to send it to you, our gift to you. Just uh, say, hey, thank you for calling, being a part of the show. You can find out when you call how to do that. It'll be right on the announcement when you call. 888 very, very practical uh, study, a 30-day journey of one thing every day, devotional, a verse, a thought, a challenge for your life. And it's our gift to you, but only to those of you who call, all right, to be a part of the show today. One thing from parents, grandparents, that's made a difference. One thing that's helping you as a parent, maybe one thing you want your kids or grandkids to know, you want to make sure is instilled into their lives before they leave home. Triple eight. Triple eight seventeen seventeen is the number. All right. Did you vote? Did you vote? All right. See some thumbs up around the air. That's good. You know, it's been a very important election season, right? And so uh, it is an opportunity and a responsibility to make sure you do that. I, I always tell people, you know, you hear people gripe about things going on in the country, and there's lots of things to gripe about. Come on. But then you, then you ask, did you vote? Did you find out the... Issues, the candidates, all the things, and voting, that's important. All right. Hope you did. 888 is my number. We're talking parents, grandparents today. One thing you want your kids, grandkids to know before they leave home. Lynn's in Michigan. Uh, uh, Lynn, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for taking my call. We appreciate your program. Thank you. And uh, it's kind of unique. I rarely listen to the radio, but today I turned it on and heard your program, and it reminded me of a conversation that I had with my oldest son, who's now in his 30s, 
and has been married for two or three years. But a year ago, we were having this conversation, and he said, Dad, I'm, we are raised, my generation is raised in a group of kids that are not very intentional about anything. Mm. But he said, I watched you and mom and grandma and grandpa, and you were very intentional with your marriage and the things that you did, and I want a marriage like yours. Wow. That's how you know when you've raised your kids and made an impact. Well, you do. They, if they see in you something that they want, of course, kids never yeah. want it all, but that's okay, too. But if they, the, they, they see the right things that they want, I think that is a, right. a measurement of success. So yeah. what are some of the yeah. things that he said he wanted? What, what are some of the oh. things you were intentional yeah. about? Here's some of the things that we did. We, we always kept uh, God first, and Christianity was very high on our list. But then there's a few other things that we did, and a couple of those things is we always set the table, we sat around the table, and we ate, and there was no TV in the kitchen. We never allowed TV in the kitchen. That was, to, to us, that was holy ground, is that table was con- a time for conversation, and... Um, the other thing that, that we did is we, we created um, traditions, like one of the tr- traditions is we had a Saturday night pizza party, and it was here at the house, but it was something they enjoyed. It was something they looked forward to. And I think probably the number one thing that uh, we did is my wife and I always honored and respected each other, mm. and we made sure that they knew that. That was probably greater than anything else that we could have done, is they always knew that regardless of what's going to happen, mom and dad's going to honor and love each other and stand by us. That's great. Hey, listen, uh, you're, you, I hope we've got some young guys listening that uh, pick up on this. They want, to, they want to have the same kind of outcome that you did. Uh, even your son saying, hey, mom and dad, you were intentional. That's actually what he said, you were intentional? That's what he said. He said, you were intentional with your marriage. You set out some goals. You didn't just make it happen. You made it happen. You didn't just let it happen. You made it happen. And we did. We set out some goals. And those goals, we didn't think they had that big of an impact. But I'll tell you, that one meal a day at the table with no TV is huge. Hey, listen. I do do premarital counseling um, before I marry any couple. And that's one thing I always bring in. Yeah. Eat together, set the table, and enjoy the meal. Don't take it to the living room. Sit at the table and eat mm. and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. Uh, appreciate that uh, input. And Lynn, listen, you got to turn the radio on a little bit more, more often, right? We're here every day. Thank you. Glad you turned it on today. Be a part of the show and share that wisdom uh, from your own ministry and impact in people's lives. You just joined us on this uh, busy day today. We're talking about uh, raising responsible adults. In fact, I have a whole study that we wrote, uh, a study and a study guide called Raising a Responsible Adult that we have in our uh, store. And uh, we have, boy, literally thousands and thousands of people have taken it, used it as a study in their own personal life or in a small group. And so we thought we'd just open the phone line today and kind of talk a little bit about What's one thing you want your kids to know? And I think Lynn did a great job saying, hey, we were very intentional and our, and our kids picked it up. In fact, they even said that. They picked up on the fact that mom and dad are intentional. Listen, your kids are picking up how you live. And if you made mistakes, hey, that's life. 
if you fall fallen, that's life. Uh, but you get back up and you keep going. Let your kids see in you as a single mom or dad or married couple, let them see in you the attributes, characteristics, the character, the values that you want them in turn to live in their lives. Because you know what? Kids catch more from us than they do learn from the words that we say. That's a fact. Today, raising a responsible adult, if you had one thing that you wanted your kids to to learn before they left your home, what would it be? Or one thing that you've been doing, Lynn said for them was eating together and turning off TV. What's one thing you've done or doing that makes a difference in your life? Come and join us. And by the way, the one thing makes a difference uh, devotional, 30-day devotional is yours, our gift to you for calling and being a part of the show today at 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717. Let's take a break. We'll be back. We got more calls. Love to have you join in. 888-888-1717, live from Intentional Living. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. How do I love a difficult neighbor? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. I do encourage you to pick your battles carefully. I have a story to share personally. When Don and I first married, we bought a little house and had a fence in the back that the neighbor's dog on the other side would stand there and bark at us almost 24 hours a day, and it was so frustrating. And instead of being intentional and loving and Christian-like, I'd call him on the phone. And when he'd answer, we didn't say much, and it kind of hang up, and it was a kind of a frustration between the two of us. And actually, the more I got frustrated, the more the dog seemed to bark. And God spoke to me, the Holy Spirit convicted me, and one wintry night in Michigan, I plowed through the snow, went to his house, and apologized. I said, I'm sorry. You know what I did? I intentionally connected with my neighbor, and we became real people, and the dog stopped barking. That's Intentional Living. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. And that is a true story. I was so immature. Come on, Jennifer, you've got three dogs. Do they bark? I don't know. Do yes. they bark? They bark some? They do. Okay. Um, I mean, we love dogs, but this dog was driving us nuts. He'd run back and forth, up and down the fence line. And, our, and his house was way over. And so we, anyway, I love dogs. So don't write me. I, I love dogs. Not as crazy about cats, but I love, do- love dogs. Just, just they don't have to bark. All right, that's a whole other issue. We should do a program on that. We did a program on dogs the other day, didn't we? We had a lot of comments uh, on that. But uh, anyway, we'll get back to that another day. 888-888-1717 is the number. We're talking about kids. My wife and I, we've raised three. We've got three great kids. Um, They're all different. We've got three kids. Firstborn, different than our daughter, Andrea. And our youngest, Derek, different. They all have different strengths, different weaknesses. Um, and that's one of the things when we're raising our children and our grandchildren, understand that each, each of the children will be uniquely different. And I think that's part of that verse that says, train up a child in the way he should go. Um, it talks about the unique bent of a child. It's sort of like a tree. You see some trees have a certain bend to them, um, and that's the direction that you want to help guide it, shape it a little bit. 
as part of the process, but the reality is if you find the, the unique bent of your child, that can make a huge difference in their life and in your life. And then build on that. That's one thing that I would throw in as a contribution today in parenting, making sure you know their, the unique bent, how, how they're wired, the gifts that God has given to them, and then motivate and encourage them that they can grow up and glorify God with the gifts they have. What's your one thing for your kids or grandkids that you want them to know or uh, find out about or at least understand before they leave home? Uh, and what are you doing in your home to help uh, make that a reality? 888 is the number. 888 1717 Come and join us. Let's go to Kansas. Uh, we've got, uh, is it uh, Lewis on the line? Lois. Lois. Hi, Lois. How are you? Okay. Well, appreciate your call. What's one thing that uh, you want to or you've passed along to your kids? To stand up for what's right. Is that something that you taught your kids? Yes, I did. And, uh, of course, they're in their 50s now. But when they started um, middle school, I told them, you're going to be coming in contact with some kids who are going to try and get you to to drink or try drugs or something like that and just tell them no. They'll call you chicken and stupid. No. Mm. I'm not the one that's chicken because I can say no. You're the chicken because you gave in. Mm-hmm. And then years later when my youngest one was senior in high school, this uh, one boy who kept pressuring him uh, found him and said, I I want you to know I have a lot of great respect for you because you were right back in those days when I was trying to get you to drink and try drugs that you said I was a chicken. And he said, you're right. I was a chicken and you weren't because you had the guts to stand up for what was right. Mm -hmm. And he said, "I I have great admiration for you. And they have in turn passed that on to their children. Well, that's a great characteristic. I mean, we live in a a community today in the world where it seems like kids are being influenced so much by TikTok and other things online and social friends, social media, uh, that it's easy to go with the whims. And well, of course, every every young, come on, no matter what generation we're in, when we were young, we tended to be a little more stupid, you know, and it was easy to go with the flow and follow the, the trends of other people. And so training our kids, teaching our kids to stand up, uh, no matter what generation we're in, that's an important thing. And know the truth, but you got to know what you're standing on. You know, what is the truth? Standing for the truth. That ain't easy today, but it's important. All right. Thank you, Lois. Appreciate it. Phone lines open. One thing you're training your kids, teaching your kids, one thing that's been important in your home you want to share with other parents today, 888-888-1717 is my number. Love to have you join in. Let's go to Dwayne in Kansas. Uh, Dwayne, welcome to Intentional Living. What have you learned in raising kids? One thing I learned when I was younger is to allow them to just be kids, you know, not be so stern with them all the time. They make mistakes and don't blow up. I mean, just let them be children. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Was that difficult for you as you look back? I mean, did it you? Was, when I was younger, I was very much a disciplinarian. And everything. And my older brother told me one time, you know, you need to chill out. You know, they're going to make mistakes. You know, yeah. no reason to get all over and make them sit in the corner and everything after every little tiny thing. 
Yeah. You know, I was, I was very strict mm-hmm. and my brother told me that and, uh, I had a lot better relationship with my kids and my grandchildren. Good for you. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, the firstborns, you know, my friend, Dr. Kevin Lehman wrote that best-selling book, the birth order book. And, uh, he and I, of course, worked together for many years and Kevin has always done a lot of teaching and research on this birth order thing. And I think sometimes the firstborn, you all who were born first in your family, tend to get the hardest case of that when it comes to parents, because by the time they get to us, who are babies in the family, which I am, they're too tired, you know? (laughs) So we can get away with things. Sometimes the firstborns, you all firstborns couldn't, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, that's a good reminder, uh, Dwayne. Appreciate it. We're talking about parenting today and, uh, and and grandparenting because many of you as grandparents are also building into the lives of your kids and your grandkids. And uh, God bless you for doing it. Okay, let's go to, let me see, Julie from Michigan. Julie, what advice do you want to share today? I would say to be encouraging to your children, not to be critical, um, and to always just show love. I, I have... I was raised a preacher's kid, and my kids were raised in the church, also knowing the Lord, and I had a son who wandered off, and I, that scripture that you had just talked about, it, it's about raise up a child and the way you should go, you know, when he's old, he won't depart from it, yeah. boy, I had to hang on to that and put, put that child on the, give him to the Lord, and now he's got sons of his own, Mary and walking with the Lord. But it was the love of Christ through our family. We we continued to love on him and his, you know, through everything. And um, growing up, though, I was very, and my husband, very encouraging to our kids, not critical. Um, yeah. I think that that does a lot of harm. So I would just give that advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of encouragement. Kids, I'll tell you what, encouragement is like a fuel for life. Just like discouragement is like drilling holes in the gas tank, you know, just draining the the fluid that's going to give us the energy for life. It really is. Okay, let's go to Sherry, who's in uh, Arizona. Sherry, welcome to Intentional Living. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank good, you. Good. Appreciate your call. What uh, What's that one thing for parenting today? Well, um, I was a children's pastor, and I have three kids, and the one thing that we really focused on and we're working with my granddaughter is to have the eyes of Christ and just see everything through his eyes, um, whether it's someone you're looking at or a situation that you're in, someone's hurt you or you're angry and frustrated, just to look at it with the perspective of, if Jesus were looking at this, what would he do? Hmm. And what difference do you think that made? It changed their responses. It really did. Um, and I still have to remind myself every day, wow, I, I lost my glasses. I need to go find my <laughs> Jesus glasses. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me that uh, that wristband that went, a while, went around for quite a while, uh, WWJD, you know, what would Jesus do? I always thought, well, I'm not always sure we know. But we certainly can cause us to think about it. How would Jesus respond to this? And I think sometimes it became very obvious that an attitude or something that we're demonstrating isn't what Jesus would do or how he would respond. So that's a great reminder to us today. All right, Sherry. Um, now, with your own kids, are they all raised and on their own? 
They are. I have a 12-year-old granddaughter, mm. and um, the others are older. You know, my kids are older, obviously, and they're doing great. One's a pastor, one's a SWAT officer, and one's a counselor. Wow. And I think they've all pretty much applied that to their lives and wanting to protect and to serve and um, not that they've got it all down and it certainly wasn't through anything that I did. God got a hold of them at a very young age. You know, it's interesting is that when you think about it, a SWAT officer and a pastor sometimes have similar jobs. Right. <laughs> and and then the counselor, the, all three of them need to have that, don't they? I mean, all three of them have to right. have counseling skills. That's great. Well, Thank you. I'm sure you're pretty proud of your family, sounds like. We um, we're very close, and I think it's. Uh, I mean, I know it has a lot to do with the fact that we've we've used that mantra with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when we got into tight spots, because families, when you're in close proximity, you're going to have conflict. Yes. Very so. powerful. Well, Sherry, thank you for joining that today. Hope you have a great rest of the day. You bet. Mm-hmm. Thank you for what you do. Glad to do it. We're here today, live talking parenting. And I'll tell you what, we're planning to stay in the studio uh, beyond this half hour. If you'd like to join in, give us a call. Uh, We're talking about one thing for parents raising responsible adults. What is it? On Facebook, by the way, glad you've been joining us uh, today. You're welcome to post a a thought there, and and Gene will get it over to me here in the studio. Uh, So you can do that on Facebook as well. 888-888-1717. Quick break. We'll be back. More Intentional Living. You can see I'm asking the questions of why, when, and now how am I going to deal with today's clutter? (laughs) Talk about decluttering, and we've talked about that a lot with intentional living. And the statement that I think really resonates around this thing of decluttering is, decluttering is the act of confronting yourself. Yeah, that is true. when When I wrote that, when you think about clutter, it is the act of really dealing with yourself. It's a, it's a self-issue. Uh, and not, not only talking about the clutter that you have in your desk, drawer, closet, or garage, but in your mind, your heart, your relationships. It can be very troubling. That's an excerpt, by the way, from uh, the teaching this month, and I'm talking about uh, five things that we see in Scripture about intentional living. What does the Bible say about this thing of intentional living? It's a teaching for our members Members are those who are part of the Intentional Living community, supporting with prayer and financial support, our listener-supported ministry. We can't do this without your help. I just want to say thank you. I recognize that for many of you, uh, it's sacrifice to give every month. Thank you for doing that. And the auto program comes right into the ministry, helps us sustain what we're doing, keep the radio program going, the content of the, um, the events and all the things that we do to reach people. I just say thank you for being a part of it. It means a lot to me, to our team, and allows us to do it, frankly. We don't borrow money to operate. Uh, I said a long time ago, if we're going to be intentional, we're not going to borrow money to operate. We want to make sure that your support comes and goes directly into helping us reach more people. Mission-driven. And uh, you're making it possible, so thank you. If you're not a part of the community, come and join us and hear what we do every month. I send you a brand new teaching on audio and video. comes to you by email. Some of you receive a CD audio teaching in, in, uh, in place of that. Um, it's an update on what's happening in the ministry, but mostly 
It's just an opportunity to, to share with you some principles, thoughts from Scripture about intentional living to encourage you to help be sort of a friend, mentor, and walking along with you in your life and your challenges. And so we're in this thing together, doing life together. So thank you for your support. Just go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, let me see here. Do we have time for, let me see, Carlos? Can we Carlos on from, uh, nope, I guess we just, we're a little short on time. We'll have to hold that to, a, to another show. Um, if you've just joined us, today we've been talking about raising a responsible adult. I, I wrote an entire study for parents and grandparents, and then we included a study guide that goes along with the book on raising a responsible adult. And it takes work. It takes a commitment. It takes being intentional. I just want to say to those of you who are parents and grandparents and you're feeling like you're pretty overwhelmed and you hear shows like this and you hear these ideas and you think, boy, I'm just a complete failure. Um, I'm not doing all these things that I'm hearing others that are doing. It's okay. Here's my challenge to you. Set that all aside. Ask yourself this question. What one thing can I start doing today with my kids in my home that'll make a positive difference in their lives, in their future, in their relationships, to become more like Christ? One thing. What is it? You answer that for yourself. You know uh, you're smarter than you think you are when it comes to answering these questions because you know your family better than anybody. What's the one thing that you could start doing today for the next 30 days that would make the single biggest difference in your home? Secondly, what's one thing that you could stop doing today in your life or in your home that would add value to what you just set up as your one thing that you want to do? In other words, you're removing one thing from your schedule, your life, <laughs> uh, your behavior, in order to make room for something better with your attitude, your life, or your behavior. One thing you want to add, one thing you're willing to subtract for the next 30 days. And I, I can promise you that if you were to do those two things over the next 30 days, you would start to see a difference, maybe a significant difference in your life, your family, and your relationships. Uh, that's what it comes down to. Making these kinds of decisions, the first step of intentional living saying, you know, we're sick of what's not happening, not working, and we're going to do something different. When you make that decision, the intentional living process becomes, well, pretty apparent and um, when applied, transformational in your life. So thanks for all of you who've joined us today. Appreciate it for being a part of the show, talking about parenting, talking about raising a responsible adult. If you have a comment, you're welcome to leave it on our storyline at 888-888-1717. Again, 888-888-1717 on our storyline. We appreciate hearing from you. On Facebook, you can post your comments as well. Thank you for joining us on Facebook. You know, one of the things you all could do, you think about how you could have a ministry, would be to share some of the content. Share the show with others on Facebook. Share some posts with others. Uh, turn some others on to tuning into Intentional Living online or on the radio and, uh, and finding out more about, about Christ, about their lives, about how intentional living can change their lives. And it may be in the case of some people who don't know Christ that today might be the day 
that they would make a decision for him. You can be an ambassador in doing that, okay? I'm Dr. Randy for Jennifer, Gino, and Stephen. Thank you for being a part of the show today. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.